At the inquiry yesterday, a few remarkable bits of testimony were offered into uh, the investigation as to whether the federal cabinet and the prime minister were, were within their rights or whether it was even reasonable for them to impose the Emergencies Act. Following along has been CTV national correspondent Judy Trin, who joins us now. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm okay. So let's start with uh, Bill Blair. And we have a bit of audio of Bill Blair. He is the former chief of police here in Toronto, obviously, but then went off to sort of the national security file in Ottawa. Failure to resolve in Ottawa would have resulted just continue to like whack-a-mole, chasing border blockades from one point of entry to another. There are 119 border points of entry, land border points of entry in this country, plus our airports. And all, all of them are vulnerable to to this type of unlawful action, and in my opinion, that represented a serious threat to their, our national security and became a national emergency. There's considerable jeopardy, I think, for each of the cabinet ministers who get up on the stand or who testify. So, Judy, I'm wondering, how did Bill Blair do yesterday? Well, Bill Blair was refreshingly direct. There was no uh, there was no parsing of words. He was very clear that he thought that the Emergencies Act needed to be implemented. That clip that you chose was a was a great one because it uh, basically capsulizes his viewpoint. He believed that the protests that had turned into an occupation in Ottawa was an anchor point. And if that it wasn't dismantled, it would lead, as he said, to other protests and it'd be a game of whack-a-mole. And that was something that he did not want. He he viewed that uh, it was an issue of national security the time that critical infrastructure was impacted. And John, that would be the Ambassador Bridge. He used that time and time again. Uh, he referred to it uh, at least uh, five or six times in his uh, testimony yesterday. He said that $390 million in trade uh, was being uh, in it was being interrupted across the Ambassador Bridge every day, and that it had that to him showed that these protesters were willing to block critical infrastructure, and that was a national security issue. Another two people who were testifying include the deputy director of CSIS, Michel Tessier, who spoke to the notion that there were a lot of people involved in these protests who had already had their minds a little bit bent by conspiracy theories, which might make them more prone to some kind of violence. If they're anti-authority, that's the ideology that they subscribe to, and they see government intervention, then they can exploit that to justify their ideology and and say, you know, yet again, government is overreaching. So that was the deputy director, Michel Tessier, but Judy, the other person who testified was the director of CSIS, David Vigneault, who made the somewhat surprising admission that he actually told Justin Trudeau that the Emergencies Act was necessary. Exactly. So he advised uh, Justin Trudeau on February 13th, one day before the Emergencies Act was enacted. And he advised the Prime Minister that it it was a national security issue and he should enact this, despite the fact that it did not meet the definition of a national security threat under the CSIS Act. And what David Vigneault said was that the CSIS Act was uh, drafted in 1984, that it was outdated and it needed a refresh. Your clip that you just played in regards to Michelle Tessier uh, gives a sense of where the thinking was. We, we should stipulate that CSIS at that point 
uh, said very clearly that there was no known organized plot of violence uh, that would impact national security. It also, but at the same time, it said things could tip over. And what we found out yesterday was that CSIS was monitoring uh, individuals who were involved in the protest in some way, who were planning to participate and trying to uh, foment uh, fear and perhaps agitate uh, for more violence, uh, that these individuals were under the category of IMVE. So this would be ideologically motivated uh, violent extremists. So they are individuals who were uh, xenophobic, anti-government, and maybe even uh, anti-gender in terms of uh, misogynists. So they believed so much in their philosophy that they were willing to use violence, even to kill, um, to change society. So these were the types of individuals uh, CSIS was already monitoring, and they were worried that the public, uh, these individuals who were participating in the protests, who were already uh, upset with uh, public health measures, would be influenced, would be radicalized, and that that would create a lone wolf uh, terrorism event uh, in which they would be uh, somehow um, influenced to act on their own. And the examples that were brought up um, where Alex Bissonnette, that would be the Quebec City mosque uh, uh, massacre, uh, as well as uh, you in Toronto, the case of Alec Manassian, uh, the the van murders in which you know he he was a an individual who harbored hate against women and just started mowing down uh, individuals on the streets because of his beliefs. So these were the kind of uh, examples that they brought up, and also the kind of concerns that they had that what they they feared would be generated from this protest. So no organized plan, but the possibility for these so-called lone wolf attacks. Thank you very much for this. You're very welcome.